ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> What's oh. up? Oh, wait, I love those intros that are like more inclusive. How does one go? It's like, um, ladies and gentle days. Have you heard that one? Ladies and gentle days. Yeah. No, I love that. There's all sorts of clever ones. I don't know them yet. Um, I love ladies and gentle days. Yeah. Gentle lays. Gentle. I love a gentle lay. Ladies lay. and gentle lays. I love a gentle lay. Welcome. Welcome to, to drag, drag trash. Drag trash. Trash. This is strictly uh, an ASMR podcast, ASMR. where we give you the trashiest, the sluttiest, the dirtiest, mm. all at a mm. low decibel oh. for free. Oh. You don't know this, but we've been outside in the snow. We've been outside. It's snowing today. We're snow bunnies. It's Oh, 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 oh. Gotta hold that, gotta put that back. <laughs> that's my favorite, oh. that's one of my favorite drag race things ever. <gasps> Ooh. 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 I don't know. It's Blair St. Clair. Oh, it's yeah. Hard. A little hard there. A little hard. They're a little tough. They're cooked rice. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let them know. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing okay. Good. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Just okay. Just okay. Well, I mean, to fill the audience in, we, um, if, uh, you know, we did just film two hours of us putting makeup on. We did. And uh, for all of you to for see. all of you to enjoy. And, um, ooh. So it's been nice. It has it's been, been nice. nice. A full day of drag. Full day. Full snow day of drag. I mean, we sat there and just watched it pour. I was terrified shocked well i wore sandals here yeah you're gonna get a little bit of whiplash if you you know because we're gonna be talking a little bit about the same thing yeah 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 um but uh yeah i wore sandals mm-hmm. because like okay well when i walked out the door to come over i uh it was sleeting was yeah. it sleeting yeah it was, it was like icy and i love that noise i said okay well it's not supposed to do this all day right well, we come over here, and it just starts coming down. Just coming down the like, mountain when she comes. God, like, like half-dollar-sized. Big old... Yes. I mean, and, like, the forecast wasn't calling for it, whatever. Mm. Clearly, we're Midwestern. We love the weather. Oh, we love gosh. talking about the weather. Oh. Um, it's It was a lot of snow. It just stopped. We're talking... I mean, I'm looking out at probably four or five inches at least. It's, it's a lot of snow. It's a lot of snow. I like it. I like the snow. Do you like the snow? I mean, I haven't had to be out in it at all today, so I love it. I like the snow if I never have to touch it. You don't even want to touch it. I don't want to be in it. I don't want to touch it. I mean, it's fine looking at it outside the window, but mm-hmm. I just don't like the snow. It's an inconvenience. It is. It's inconvenient. I mean, it's so pretty in pictures, and if you get to like play in it, whatever. Yeah. But that's not what we're doing most of the time. It's right. just getting through it. You're it's right. getting through it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we're all just trying to do? Just get through. Just get through it. The winter. Just get through it. Because we can't hibernate. And you know, Missouri, we always come back for winter number two. Everyone always thinks, oh, winter's over, winter's over, because we get a few nice little days where it's nice, and then here it comes. That's what today was. Yeah. Today was winter number two. Usually it's in March. Yeah. What's up? Mid-February. I don't know. That groundhog failed us. That groundhog fucked us up. Listen, I don't believe in him, and I don't believe a thing he says. What does he say? He says, we got more winter or less winter. I said, what does the groundhog say? What does the groundhog say? (laughs) (laughs) 
I love that there are animals on this earth yeah. that we are just like, we don't know what they sound like. Uh, and we just absolutely guessed at that. Speaking of which, mm. that video of the kiwi making that sound? <gasps> yeah. Dinosaur. Dinosaur that dinosaur. they used for the T-Rex in Jurassic scary. Park. Scary. Very scary. If you haven't seen it yet, what we're talking about is to, to make the T-Rex noise in the Jurassic Park movies. They sampled kiwis from, uh, not the fruit, Kiwi birds. Oh, yeah, that's true. We might be really from, educating um, people. If There's you haven't heard of them, uh, from New Zealand. Yes. And, um, no, no, no. Yeah. Was it the kiwi? I thought it was some kind of one of their marsupials. Well, okay, to be completely truthful, I have no idea what you're talking about. I saw this video this week <laughs> of a kiwi running around like a yard, and all of a sudden it goes, like it lists its head up to the sky and just starts screaming but it sounds like a dinosaur oh and it's like if you all don't think that dinosaurs are Are still among us like come on yeah come on get a grip but i would love to hear what you're talking about (laughs) it's funny because it's so similar okay it's the um for the jurassic park movies yes and it's like a behind the scenes of when they were first making it. Okay. They sampled, and it wasn't a kiwi. It was one of the marsupials or like a mammal of some sort in oh. New Zealand. Oh, like one of those howler monkeys? No, it was like a very, maybe it was even a koala where people were like, I didn't know koalas actually made this noise. We thought they just kind of squeaked. And it was like, no, sometimes they do make this noise. And it was like footage. And all of a sudden it rears its head back and it's like, like low guttural <gasps> T-Rex. Like they didn't have to like mess with that sample much at all. Wow. It's fucking crazy. Love that. Yeah. I really do love that. Out of that. this little like furry thing. And it's like. It's so sad that most of them have chlamydia. It's true. I know. Have you heard? There was a joke about that on John Oliver's show. Oh, really? And um, at part of the gag, at one point in their time, someone bought a clinic for them in his <laughs> name. So it's like the John Oliver <laughs> Clinic for koalas That's with funny. chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> Just fixing one bear at a time. One bear at a time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's some really, really pretty wild stuff. Speaking of pretty wild stuff, oh, though. What? I mean, can we get into the Twister trailer a little bit? Oh, you mean oh. Twisters. I am so excited for this. Fuck me Glenn Powell, is that who it is? Mm. Is that the guy in it? Oh, the hot guy from Maverick, the Top Gun movies. Top Gun, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he, I think they're doing a switcheroo thing where he's sort of playing the bad guy, mm-hmm. like he's sort of got that vibe, right? And then at one point, he's also kind of Bill, right? So I'm like, okay, we're we're seeing we're switching it mm-hmm. up a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm seeing we're still got the gags from the mm-hmm. first movie. We've got the drone coming mm-hmm. in. We've got the two twisters. Yeah, like I'm really here for it. Oh yeah, they said. Two times the fun. A two times the fun. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. <laughs> totally. I love yeah. sequels like that, though, where they're just like... Up in the air. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. We're just giving it to you bigger and better. I mean, yeah. When they, you know, fished, a, fished that idea out about six months ago, yeah. and everybody was like, yeah. I'll believe it when I see I'm it. A, yes. Here it is, folks. Here it is. Fucking oh, finally. Gosh, finally. Talk about being obsessed with the weather. Um People in the Midwest are especially obsessed with tornadoes. Well, you know, I want to go down there to, is it Juanita? Juanita, Oklahoma. Juanita, Oklahoma. And um, see Don't they have like a conference a or something? museum. <gasps> they do. They have like a little like get a little together. Meet up. Yeah. Yes. I want to go there so bad. <sighs> we should. We should go as a pilgrimage. Should we go and drag? We should go and drag. Okay. But as like characters from the movie. <gasps> 
Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. You could be Joe. No, you should be Joe. I'll be Aunt Meg. Okay, <laughs> I was like, one of us has to be Aunt Meg. <laughs> Did you, you see, see my cows out back? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Maybe one of the best lines in TV or in movie history. God. So many good one-liners so in that first movie. Good. Losers! Move Losers! On. Oh. Move on. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Where's my truck? Ah! Boom! <laughs> so good. Oh, and so many scary scenes in there too. Like the um, um, the drive-in scene is actually so scary. Oh, the whole like coming through the screen and all of that so scary. There was a story about that. I feel like I knew. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't going to show uh, the Shining. I think they couldn't. They almost couldn't get the rights or something. Oh, interesting. It was going to be a different movie. But oh. I don't know, something about that movie being on screen, because I feel like when you watch that as a kid, and you know that that's The Shining, yeah. and as a kid, everyone was like, oh, it's oh like, that's, that's the scariest, scariest movie ever made. Yeah, at that so time. So it's like, you get a taste yeah. of that really, and like a terrifying part of that movie. Oh, yeah, one of the and, most tense parts. And she's just like, banging on that glass window, everyone the tornadoes coming through it, too. And they're just like, those little sock hops, what? Also, I hate to harp on this, yeah. but those little, little like, um, I don't know, those little apartments or something that they're renting, where they're staying oh, in on right. the property. That, like motel that's next to yeah, it. Yeah, it's like a weird like RV park. Yeah. Like, what do they call it? K-8s or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, KOA right. or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. that. Something yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, it's very cool. It I is cool. There. Yeah. I live there. It's but a also vi- a mechanic. Because they go hide in that mechanic thing. Right. They're all in that little area. I mean, it makes so much sense. It's like such a Carl Junction scene. Or like... um, Or like even driving out to Galena or Mm -hmm. something. Mm -hmm. You're exactly right. That's exactly it. It's like there's a drive-in, there's Mm -hmm. a mechanic, and there's a motel. Yeah. All all in one Carthage. Think about Carthage. Yeah. You know what else Missouri has that I think is quite special? What's that? Mm. Did you know that there is a town in Missouri called Marionville, I think? Oh. You drive through it on the way to Branson. That sounds familiar. are one of the very few places in the world that have white squirrels, albino squirrels. Native? Native. And like you go through and they're like, look out for the white squirrels. Whoa. I've only ever seen them like once. That should be a bigger attraction. Yeah. Do you think they're making it up? You've seen one. I know, but all of a sudden I felt like, <laughs> were they making it up? <laughs> You're not trusting yourself that much. I didn't. I All of a sudden I was like, I take all of this back. I think it's all a lie. I've never heard of it. So it's like, <laughs> listen, it's pretty much every other conversation we had where we're like, yep, yep, listen, exactly. As long as I know about 30%, I'll tell somebody else. I'll tell somebody else. It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's true. Oh, jeez. But um, that's, that's, that's weird. Yeah. White squirrels. White squirrels. They have a little diner there. Called the White Squirrel? Uh, no. No. But if I was that town, I would make that my whole personality. Right. There's this giant house. Ladies and gentlemen, the fighting white squirrels. I mean, it could get problematic at some point. Oh, but like, yeah. Um, that's true. But it's kind of cute. <laughs> There's this giant house in the middle of town that's uh-huh. like a stone Victorian monstrosity. Uh-huh. They have a little sign out front, White Squirrels. Okay, so there's something to it. There's something. That they might be making it up. That's an even funnier gag. They're, They're like, how do we get up. tourism? <gasps> Love that. 
love I that never idea. I thought of that before. That's so much more fun. They're just making it up. That's such a good musical premise. <gasps> oh, Don't you think? Yes. Gotta drive up tourism. Yes. Think like come from away, <gasps> but 9-11 didn't happen. Mm. They're like, we gotta get people. That's <laughs> we gotta quit talking about 9-11 so much. Um, wow. But no, right think of it. World of musical. Right. It's like, we gotta drum up business. We gotta drum up tourism. Yes. The town is dying. Yes. And then there's actually a real white squirrel at the end. I mean, come on. Full I mean, circle. come on. Come on. Come yeah, on. Come on. And that. then we got to have a, at the end of the second act, we have a, we have to have <laughs> a ghost squirrel <gasps> moment, right? Where the dead squirrel you love comes back and sings a song. Oh, Because yes. I love that in musicals. That's maybe my favorite ghost? conceit. Yeah. Oh, they're used. Like in Fiddler? So, they're used Sarah? all over the place, especially at the end of musicals. It's like, here's my ghost sister. Come back to sing with well, me. I, yeah. Spring Awakening. Yeah. Um, is it like a carousel kind of thing? I think it's a little bit that it's like it is tying the bow on things emotionally yeah. for characters. But I just love that they just come back on stage and you're like, all right, here they are. Do you think when you die, you see a ghost? Who's you mean like something to... leave your body, or a ghost that comes and like takes <gasps> you away? Oh, I hope not. That'd be kind of scary. It would be scary. Or like, what if the ghost isn't really good with directions? So that's why that's how you get lost. Yeah, on the way to wherever you were going. Yeah, like your entrance to the afterlife is dependent on how good a navigator your ghost is. Then I guess who's your navigator? Right. Do you maybe maybe that's how you measure one's life? Like you cultivate your navigator over you time. Cultivate your navigator. How do you do that? Um, by being a nice, friendly person. Right. <laughs> like every time you're an idiot to somebody they're or like, mean, oh, they're yeah, like, IQ oh, goes down. Right. <gasps> or they like get lost more often. They can't read the map as well. They get less juice for their little fire. For their lantern. Little lantern. Yeah. yeah. What is it about dying and it being pitch black right. and somebody has to find their way through with a lantern? I think it's just people caves. being afraid of the dark. Well, because people thought caves were the entrance to the underworld. Mm. So the that, I, that idea has persisted. Yeah, that right? makes sense. That idea of just just tunneling further into the earth. Maybe that's why I hate caves. But I guess if you imagine hell to be hot, then it makes sense that if you see a volcano erupting, you're like, oh, well, hell's down there, I guess. <laughs> The physics of hell are very confusing, let's be honest. A lake of fire... Is it just a lake? It's not a sea? Again, we're not given more specifics than that. Because they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Because it's not real. Well, I mean, some would say you're living in it every day. Well, some would say hell is also created because what is hell without humans? What is hell? Well, hell is other people. Hell is other people. I mean, if... hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Let's get it. Out. Let's <laughs> gosh, gosh, that is followed that real, all the way down, really? down into hell. Hell, follow mm-hmm. the cave. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't like caves. I know we've talked about that before. <laughs> but um, no, if hell is other, I mean, that makes me think of that great play where that comes no from. Exit. Yeah, yeah, girl, yeah. it's good. It is good, Have but that's heard? real. Like that play. Like if if I you're gonna that. actually be tortured for eternity. That's that's probably Just the way. in a room with two other people you don't know who yeah. are also kind of terrible? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, imagine just trying to make nice with people that you don't know slash are maybe terrible. I don't think anybody would be trying. I think that if you realize that you're dead... For an eternity? All of your sort of niceties or yes. whatever that you would hold on to before would probably go out. You'd probably be acting a lot more 
freely. You know mm. what I mean? That's so I think people would be even nastier, even more <gasps> like less patient. I mean, maybe after a thousand years you try to like reel it in, but I think at first you'd be cantankerous. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was trying to think about this the other day about our generational gaps mm-hmm. and what really truly divides us. Mm-hmm. And I was working on something about embarrassment. Oh. And how we get emb- like okay, it's because having to deal with people on the phone, oh yeah, usually older people on the phone mm-hmm. and technology them not knowing how to do technology things mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. makes people embarrassed yeah. right yeah and so when you become embarrassed you become angry and yeah. you lash out yeah and so i think our generations deal with embarrassment differently totally i mean we as millennials sort of are kind of embarrassing <laughs> we sort of like there's a whole the cringe thing right? that yes. we're getting made fun of too yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah 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 and whereas you know gen z's like you know very, they repress raw. it and they're, oh. Really? Oh, I was going to say that they're less concerned. I thought that's where you were going. Oh, no. See, I think yes to an extent, but also they're just sort of, everything is sort of embarrassing. So it doesn't mm. matter mm. if you are being embarrassing. Right. Does that make any sense? Yeah. They're like, it's, there's nothing... I like that because it kind of seems like there's um, a familiarity or a comfortableness with most situations to say that, like, even if this goes awry, I don't have to be embarrassed. Like, I think they're dealing with embarrassment by saying, like, there's no reason for me to be embarrassed in this moment. Right. Right. And that's cool because I feel like so much of that what inhibits people from, like, doing what they love, trying new things, moving past things is embarrassment that can just feed on itself. Right, right. And then you have like a thing. Right, right. You have a thing that then it's like a repeated, a repeated I don't wear ritual. red because someone made fun of me right. once. Yeah. It's a repeated ritual that all of a sudden becomes like a neuroses. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think it's just they're doing it better. I think they're less concerned with being as edited because they've also seen, they grew up in cancel culture. They've right. seen that like, even though we want to stick it, not stick it to people, but hold people accountable or try to hold people accountable. We're, we're still working out how to do that the best way yeah. and totally canceling people. I think we've kind of agreed is not it. Um, so I think there's an appreciation for people more in their raw state, less PC or less edited. And um, right. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, one thing that made me think of that is she's not um, Gen Z, but she, my niece is very young. Yeah. Uh, five or six. Okay. And I say five or six. She's six. <laughs> and is she? It feels embarrassing not to know the exact age. She's six. I don't know anybody's exact age. Um, and she, my sister has this really good method with her where when she starts to show signs of being upset, okay, yes. the first thing she'll go and ask her, she goes, are you, are you upset? Or like, are you angry? Or are you embarrassed? And usually she goes, I'm embarrassed. Yeah. And so she's learning how to even distinguish those two emotions, which I feel like was a long lesson for me to understand that like, no, um, yeah, you're just embarrassed. Yeah. Embarrassed. And it's a really hard emotion to move through. Embarrassment is a very difficult thing to move through. Yeah. And I think about how hard that is going to be moving forward, especially when you start forgetting things mm. or you start, you know, 
losing track of whatever, and it becomes a constant state of embarrassment. I think that um, if you forget things, I don't know, for me, forgetting things, getting older, I get less embarrassed about it. Okay. Because I'm also getting more confident in myself. Yes. And in my inner self. Okay. And those things, I get less embarrassed about things that I used to. Okay. So I don't know. I feel like Mm. it can go opposite direction. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's easy as well to right now imagine... um, all the ways that you might miss getting embarrassed later, and it embarrasses who you are now. Okay, but okay. it's not necessarily that. I I think that by the time I'm in that state, I probably won't be embarrassed. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, I wish I didn't care. Just wish I didn't care. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I get mm. that. Oh shish. Oh shish. <sighs> Do you believe the idea that people are living on the one bad day? What is that idea? The idea is if they go into their work and all of a sudden it was just a really terrible day, mm-hmm. that that could be it for that job. Just leave. Do you think most people are living with that one bad day? You mean they're one bad day away from quitting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do actually. Do. Yeah. Because um, I think what, in my experience, yeah. what older people mm-hmm. at work, what managers who typically tend to be older people, um, have a have a sort of ethos around like solving burnout after the fact. Okay. Like their whole idea around burnout is like, we want to make sure you don't get burned out. Right. So we're going to do this and this and this little piecemeal mm-hmm. thing. Like okay. we're going to do a pizza party for you, okay. whatever, mm-hmm. rather than look at the root of the problem. Right. Which is like the pay, the right. hours. Right. It's like, those are the two big things. Right. So um, it's like a whole shift in thinking to understand that like, to eliminate burnout, to reduce burnout, you have to start so much earlier. Right. And right now, a lot of places are just piecemealing it together to keep their employees. Right. Yeah. I do think most people, well, I don't know. I feel like most people probably have like a strike system where it's like, that was a really big strike. That was a terrible strike. Mm. And maybe after three strikes, they're like, okay, I'm done. Do you, oh, internally. Is there any sort of leniency? Or would you give a job, any sort of leniency. I mean, I have. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it just depends. Like, so the time that I quit, yeah, I was, I didn't have a therapist. Mm-hmm. was super depressed. Right. Um, I was, like, just broken up with somebody. I was having multiple panic attacks a day. Right. right. Like, it was a whole stock of things. Mm-hmm. And I made a pretty jump decision. But at the end of the day, I didn't regret it because I was also, like, it basically came down to where I was like, if I continue to work this, I don't know how much I'm going to be here to work it. Let's just put it that way. Right. And, um, it was truly like, a. for me, it took me getting that far. Mm. And I would say that's too far. Yeah. Um, nowadays I would say I've been able to, because of that moment, ask for a lot more things in my work that support me. Good. But if I were to ever get the kind of like, if I were to ever be in that position again, it would be earlier. Right. It right. would be like, okay, I am not getting through to the managers about the pay. Sure. Time to look around. Sure. Where I was so desperate at the time, being young, and that's what sucks about it so much, I think. The whole burnout thing, the whole people not getting paid out, is because so many people are just stuck. Well, and especially if, 
you know, the job market is as bad as everyone says it is. And it is, yeah. And if you're trying to get a new job, then what else is there? It's hard. And you want to have the security. Yes. And it's better better the devil you know and all of that stuff. Well, you can talk yourself into it. Yes. It's better to know what you're facing than it is, you know, another set of problems. Right. Which may be just the same. Right. And really, it. I will say it sucks because I was taught that having a good job means it's a place where you stay mm-hmm. and you build up right. and you get raises and right. promotions or whatever. And that culture is just gone. And, like, no matter how many people try to tell you that, that's just not how it really works well, anymore. Well, they told us all to go to school. For, like, a- one thing. Yeah, and to get a job after school. And here we all are. And most can't, of us aren't surviving. Right. Can't afford the right. <laughs> so so it's just like, yeah, I... um. Oh, I had a thought and I lost it. That's okay. It. Yeah. That's okay. It's terrible. It's bad. A lot of people are stuck. A lot of people don't have... Oh, um, someone... I think a therapist yes. once told me... <laughs> they were like, applying for a new job is a full-time job. Yes. So there's also the mental component now where I know what I'm going for. I'm like, okay, I'm not exaggerating to think that this is a lot of energy because yeah. it is. Because I yeah. used to just dread it. Yeah. And I also know, like, okay, that's how much I have to allot for that kind of thing. Right. Or when I'm doing that to be extra kind to myself because I used to push myself and be like, it's not that hard. People are right. applying for jobs left and right every day and blah, blah, blah. But um, the, oh, the thing I was saying about loyalty and staying in place, though, oh, is yeah. that uh, it used to be rewarded. Right. It's just not the system anymore. No. And if you stay for a play, at a place for more than a couple of years, you're going to be making less than when you started. Right. Because people aren't keeping up with to, inflation. Right. And it makes more sense to get a different job. And so really my experience has been that if I don't move or yeah. look at moves every two to three years, yeah. I get moved. Yeah. I get yeah. moved around. And so it's like, and that could be having my job position change, which happened. Yeah. Or it could just be that like, I'm feeling that internal pull to be like, okay, I'm not getting paid as much. It's time to like do something. Yeah. Well, and plus you just get bored. Bored. Oh. How do people do the same job for 50 years? I have about six months in me before I run out of the novelty of it, just to be frank. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe people were better satisfied back then. I don't know. I like having the rote things that I come in and do because it helps me compartmentalize it and put it away. Sure. So if I'm having a job like I do just to yeah. earn the money, yeah. that's fine to me actually. Right. Right. But if, yeah, if you're talking like my actual full potential, full energy, I'm bringing my full self to my work. Yeah. That runs out after a period of time. I think there's something to say about a job that is completely the same day in and day out than a job where, like yours and mine, where it always feels like there could be potentially something extra. Yeah. There could be something different every week. Yeah. There could be a change in scheduling. Mm-hmm. There could be this. There could be this. And it's just like... Why is it so hard to keep it the same? That's true. There's th- I've never thought it about so it that hard way. To keep it the same. These jobs, your and I yeah. jobs, should be so rote same. and so yes. And for some reason, they do get hard? changed. It's the managers, girl. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know I go on about that and long. Uh, uh, <laughs> I know I go on and on, but they are the people. That's where the buck stops. Yeah. They're the people in you know in charge of creating not only the outline of it. 
but the culture of it. Right, right. Um, a boss that I've had before said, the stuff that comes from making the stuff, yes. that's the stuff. Yeah. And again, it's like that process thing that we were talking about last time. So many right. people are focused on the outcome and the KPIs and the deliverables and all that bullshit. Sure. Yes. It is about what is happening along the way. And people in your day-to-day office life, that's what they're remembering. Yeah. They're not going to remember the job because they had an amazing presentation that one time. Um, Or like, here's when we slam dunked that report. It was like, oh, yeah, I used to work with that person or I used to have a really good, like. I just don't understand why it's so difficult to make things the same. That's all. I don't either. It's like, just put it in a policy. Well, but also like, just because... Just because you're changing something doesn't mean you're making progress. Right. So the idea that we're changing all this stuff just to what? Is it busy work? Is it just to, mm. is it a sense of the company moving? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. Or is it just bullshit? The, yeah. I think there's something that uh, to that as well, which is like managers don't always realize how much little information their coworkers are writing oh, on. Sure, sure. Like they might have a fuller picture where it all makes sense to them right, or whatever. Right. And like they're not going to disclose everything to us. Sure. But I do think that there's a miscommunication where it's like they don't realize how little people are writing on. Right. So all of those little changes, there yeah. might be a reason to them, but to you it just looks like bullshit. Right. I would say it's probably bullshit. Yeah. But like because again, it's bullshit if they can't explain it. Right. And if you can't articulate what the vision, the direction, the wholeness of your department, your company is, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why are you the manager? Well, right, right. I don't know, girl. And I, 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 that sounds like such a tall order, I think, mm-hmm. or it used to, but I think I finally got, at one point in time, a really competent boss. Yeah who just showed that like all of these things really do click into place and make it work for an office when you just take the planning ahead of time Mm. and meet people where they are and treat them decently. Like all of that really does set you on such a good path. So when you do come up with little whatever tiffs and things at work, you know how to move through them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So it's not hard. Yeah. It just takes more upfront work and more considerate work. People are lazy. Considerate work. Yeah. That's a great way of putting it. Or I, that lazy is a harsh term because I actually don't like that. Um, people's job descriptions are too much. People's time is mismanaged. Like there's a whole lot of reasons why people aren't being considerate about what they're doing. Right. Right. Well, and to some people it's just a job. And why should I care? Why should I care? Yeah. Why should I care? Mm-hmm. I'm not getting paid enough. I don't have enough free I mean, time. It's not like me where like no matter no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to put my best foot forward, right? Yes. I'm going to do my job well. Yeah. But you know, it's frustrating when others don't do that. <laughs> it just is. It just is. It is because you're like I mean, yeah, you're like I have I'm putting in more why can't you do the same? But, or, but like, why am I putting in that much effort? I mean, that's a good question. Because otherwise, what else are you doing? What else are you doing? <laughs> Listen, I can tell you a, a, like a hundred things to do instead of work <laughs> at work if you want. I got na- oh. I got I got ideas. Mm. I have experience. Listen, uh, I used to work the front desk at a library. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. I didn't have work a hundred percent of the time. Right. My managers, even though they knew that. Yeah. Um, statistically, I think people are only 
productive yeah. 40% of the time during their jobs. Yeah. Let's get a grip and stop insisting that people be productive well, 100% of the time or insist that you're taking money because you're on the clock. The reality is yeah. when you hire somebody, you're supporting that person's existence on this planet. Sure. Yes. Whether you want to quantify it that way or not, that's the reality. Right. And people don't want to think about it in that stake. But in that moment in time, yeah. that person doesn't have a life without your support. So we have to treat yes. it less of like every single hour has to be accounted for, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, if I turn in my work and I'm doing the things that you want me to continue to support my life, thank you very much. I think every hour can be accounted for if we're only working three to four hours a day. Because <laughs> then... Absolutely. Those hours will be filled. Yeah. We will be doing what we're supposed to be yeah. doing. I'll go home. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> That's actually, yes, I completely agree yeah. with that. Like, I don't need to be there for seven, eight hours. No. Four or five hours, that's already more than half a day. Right. If people are only working 40% 40, 40 of the time anyway and we're right. getting shit done. Right. That's what it's I'm just saying. that's the next step. Listen, I think we're on the way. The hybrid environment thing is yeah. sticking around. You do think that? Yeah. Okay. Because well, even this year, um, it like started out where like more people were coming to the office, mm -hmm. and then or at the beginning of 2023, and then towards the end, it was like it had trended back to more hybrid, and people right. were demanding more of that. Hmm. Do you think that's just because it was getting cold and more people were getting sick? Maybe, but again, it's a good point to just like, this should be businesses always. The problem is with that is mm -hmm. all of those jobs are people working at some sort of computer job. Yeah. Like their job is looking at a computer. Yeah. That's not all jobs. This is true. I don't want to. Yes. And so it gets a little, you know, squeaky. Right. <laughs> but I think that's, that's a good point. And it doesn't have to be equal. Sure. It has to just be sure. equitable, right? Sure. So, like, obviously, a doctor isn't going to have as much of a right. hybrid schedule. Right. But, like, maybe they can do their paperwork at home. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. Uh, it's those kinds of things. And from a yeah. lot of other jobs, mm -hmm. I uh, so many of them can be done online now. Yes. So I don't think it's a standard to say that, like, people... Some people should have to go in because other people don't. Like, if you can do your job at home, just do it at home. I'm talking about retail workers uh, and people who have to work in malls or people yes. have to work in restaurants yeah. or people who have to, you know, just make the shift shorter. Just make it shorter. Yeah. The problem is the people at the top want all the money and they don't want to hire more people mm -hmm. and cut their hours. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and I mean, restaurant service is already so fucked because right. of that rate, the tip rate or whatever. Right. Right. First of all, get rid of that yeah. and pay people like an actual living wage. Yeah. I mean, so so many, ugh, I don't know about, I don't know if this is true, but mm -hmm. so many people are on that wretched TikTok being like, oh, the, the tipping culture, the tipping culture, the tipping culture. Well, we could get rid of that if people actually were paid a living wage. That's the thing. Well, <laughs> and I, I hate to be such a geezer about it, but like I do have trouble going into businesses where... It's not a wait a waiting situation right, right. where they're not serving you right. and they're asking for the tip. Yes. I'm tipping a little less. Right. I'll still tip if it's like a restaurant situation. Okay. But like at a coffee shop, I know that they have they're not getting paid wait uh, right. uh what is it called? It's called like um mm. 
minimum wage? No, it, oh. because it's even lower than that for right. servers at restaurants. I don't be, know. I don't know. I've never worked that. Yeah, it's let's server's wage. Let's call it that. They're not making a server's wage. They're making right. maybe a little, maybe minimum, maybe a little bit above. Um, still bad. But yeah, I want to be like at those other places. Are they not paying you enough? Like, I'm not right. tipping you for this. Right, right, right. <laughs> because it's just them for scamming just their customers. My order. Yes. Just taking my order on a computer. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's just no one-to-one for it anymore. It just, no. It's not making sense to the, the customers. Right. It's not making sense to the people working there. After you've already made that hamburger, you know, $3 more expensive. Yeah. And now for a lunch, I'm paying $18 yeah. for a lunch. For a lunch, yeah. And it's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? No, it needs to go. Yeah. And, and, and sales taxes. I'm just going to say it. What? Things that, like... Go ahead and pay it, yeah. But just lump it into the price beforehand. I, I yeah. like the fact that you go up and you don't know exactly what you're paying. Mm. That's annoying. Yes, that's interesting. I every like so many other countries don't have that. Yeah, we're really out here being taxed. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and that's fine. Well, I mean, it's fine if it goes to things that we actually support. But no, it does. It goes to war, and it it goes to war. The vast majority. Billion. What was that new thing that he just signed? Billions. Ninety-five billion. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't want to get into all of that. Um, but I'm just saying, at one point, are we not being represented? Oh, I mean, it's. I don't like to get all discouraged, but it really does. It is discouraging these and days I'm because just, you're right. You're like we. I'm we can shout represented. at you every yeah. other year, right. and certainly every election year. We're in the streets shouting, like, yes. this is not what we want. Right, right. And it just continues to happen. I'm just like, who's throwing that first barrel into yeah. the sea? Like, we're getting we're in our the tea, tea and it's like, let's push them over. It's true. I mean, it's, it's getting close. And I understand that... Progress takes time. Yeah, but this is like a we're at a we're at a crossroads. We, we are at a crossroads, ladies, ladies and gentle days. I got it right, <laughs> you did. ladies and gentle days. Yeah. we we are at a moment of time where we've really got to be starting. We've got to start thinking about mm-hmm. next moves. Some of my more serious friends about that, yeah, are like they have like lists of people that they know that they're going to contact if things fall for their particular skills. And you know what? Yeah. They're not gonna call me <laughs> <laughs> because nobody. First of all, nobody texts me in a crisis. Second of all, these are my skills, <laughs> and they're not even that good. So, like, I'm out of luck, yeah. and you know, I'm not trying to either. Listen, if that's what it's coming to, I don't know what I would do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight. With all that I have, right. but I'm not trying to pretend like I have more than that. I'm right. not prepping to fight people. I'm no. not prepping to kill anybody. No. Um, because I, be- I truly believe to end that kind of violence, you have to do it internally first. And I have to decide, like, I'm just not going to be a violent person. Right. I know that might sound naive or whatever, blah, blah, blah. My Mimi used to literally tell me that. <laughs> She'd be like, okay, if someone comes into your house and shoots you, right. I guess you're dead. I'm like, I guess so. Well, you know what? All those people with weapons at the KC parade would have been better just wearing Teflon. 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 What is the vest? I'm just saying there's people dead. Yeah. 
All those people, all of those 65-year-old men with guns at their hips thinking mm-hmm. they're going to save the day. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do people shit. People still dead. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think they're doing? We can't be trusted with guns. Uh, I'm sorry to all of those get, people. Didn't want to get to this. Didn't want to get out there. But, but I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just wild. We can't be trusted. We're too human. Too human. For guns. Mm. They're too powerful for us. Like, I'm, I, I'm, people like to argue all the time. Well, it's like responsible gun people. And right. I teach my kids how to do it. Like, no, they still, they still go off. I know people who have died because guns have just gone off. My, I just like, I okay, yes, yeah, that's all. That's, that's all. all. <laughs> I, just, I don't need to go on. I just, I just like. It's bad. What did you do? What Nothing. did you do? No. What did you do? More guns it doesn't solve the problem. We know this. Oh gosh. We should probably talk about some drag or something. Oh Ooh, my we. god. Jesus, let's talk about something fun. Yeah. Jeez. Oh really though? Because we talked about that for twenty minutes. <laughs> Oh, uh, it's okay. I mean, y'all didn't come here for light fare, did you? Listen, we're just sitting here talking on the porch. We're just talking on the porch. We're just talking on the porch. Because we don't have porches. Because we don't own homes. Because we're poor. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to throw. <laughs> no, Ooh, no, really. Seriously, though. Are you reading any good books? Oh, no. No. Oh. But. Yes. Dune 2 is coming out soon. Oh. You know I'm not into that. I really tried. I tried it twice on the movie. Cookie I love that movie. I'm glad you do. I love that movie. I tried the book. I finished the book. I said, okay. I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand that in the future, yeah. where we're not even talking about Earth, right? No one even mentions Earth. Yeah. The names Paul and Jessica <laughs> still exist. The Christian Bible still exists. It's called the Orange Catholic Bible, and I don't know how similar it is to the actual Bible. Oh, I'm so glad you know this information. Yeah. Because that is all where I'm stuck. Yeah. And I just don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe I it. I just don't believe it. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's like, it's literally 10,000 years in the future. Yes. So like... What the names, names from 10,000 years ago do we have? The names, Paul and Jessica, yeah. if those would be very old names at that point. Okay. I don't know. I just think there would be so many new names out there. Yeah. And We're also talking point, about readers, though. I mean, you write. Do you feel yeah. like you would choose a name for the story over a name that would be easier to read? Listen, this book I'm currently working on, mm-hmm. all of their names are going to start with E. Oh. I think there was so Evelyn. So your readers are fucked. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Evelyn, Ezekiel, Is there Edmund. one Evelyn? That's fun. Well, now it's just Evelyn and Ezekiel, and mm-hmm. then their friends have different names. But like it was Evelyn, Ezekiel, Edmund. I can't mm-hmm. even think of all of the other names. A- I don't know. I what made you decide to do that? Um, because they were... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's a spoiler, you don't have to get into it. No, it's not a spoiler. The, there is Just a... Just move the whole chair. That's okay. There's a game in my book. Uh-huh. And they were originally going to call all of them by funny little, like, almost like acronyms. Okay. Like... Ezekiel was going to be ZZ uh-huh, and uh-huh. Evelyn was going to be Evie. Oh. So it was like all of these like sort of things. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. everybody was like, that's too confusing. And I'm like, 
Use your For brain. you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're right because even with two names, you know, it's hard. That's tough. I mean, I if a if a story starts with like four or five names, yeah. and I feel that I got to start yeah. writing them down, right. it, it does it's turn hard. me off. It's hard. Yeah. Um, but Paul and Jessica? It's it's not it's it's funny. It is funny. I mean, because they also chose some pretty lame ordinary names Idaho. right now. Duncan, Idaho. Yeah. yeah. Like, mean, there are names that would sound... Names that are current that would sound older. Right. Like, even James right. would sound a little more... Even, like, if they were going for, like, That's my you name. know, white, evangelical, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, John, that is part of the point, though, is that they're supposed yes. to sound very... It's supposed to sound in contrast to... Jessica? Yeah. Jessica? To the names... <laughs> Oh my God! It's Paul and Jessica. Because they're colonizers. Hate it. That's the whole. They're planet colonizers. I know. Paul and Jessica. Yeah. I'm never gonna let them live it down. Yeah. Herbert. I love What's it. What's his name? Oh, Her- Frank Herbert. Frank Herbert. Yeah. I Loser. love it. I love. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Just such a cool idea. Yeah. The idea because I didn't think I understood the concept until I saw the movie. I'd only watched what concept. The- so I love the idea that it is. They've turned against AI. Sure. They've turned against what they call thinking machines. Yes. For thousands and thousands of years because there was like a war. Yes. And so over that thousands of years, they've developed human capabilities Mm -hmm. to the highest extent. Right. I just think it's really cool. Yeah. Because it's not like, um, I mean, there is something a little like uh, problematic about that. Like it could be kind of... um, like if you're narrowing it. Sure, sure. But it sounded like they were trying to expand. And so it's like, how much can the human physical body do? The sure, mind. And they sure. do unlock all of these abilities. I like the magic stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's really magic. But like at the beginning in the book, I think she does this in the movie too, where the woman brings out the box and he has to stick his hand in the yeah, box. Yeah, the whole, the whole thing with the Benny Gesserit. Yeah. That's why I'm like in love with the whole thing. Just more of that. And those are the people who mystics. are developing yes. all of that over time. Yeah, give and me like, more mystics. So fascinating. I love all that. Apparently, at one point in time, they were working on an HBO series oh. about just the Benny Gesserit. And I haven't checked in to see if that's still happening. It's expensive. Well, you know, they canceled the Akatar series on Hulu. Do you know any of that? The what? The Akatar, A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, Sarah no. Sarah J. Mass. No. Oh, I don't read them. But a lot of people read them. Yeah. And they canceled that on Hulu. I How far were they into production? I don't know. Not very far. Damn. But, like, it's massive. Oh, and like, people are Harry pissed. Potter massive. Oh, my God. No, I think they canceled it because the fans were like, you can never make it as good as I see it in my head. Wow. And you know what? Good for them. Good for them. Because yeah. honestly, what's in here? It's that is a win f- win for everybody. Yeah. Because studios get so in their heads, yes. and then they're just going to lose all that money. Yes. Because these cu- they're literally the like their prime customers telling them they're like we will not see it. It's exactly like yeah. I know this is going to be stuff you didn't know either, but mm-hmm. the Colleen Hoover books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, she Blake Lively was going to be in the movie, okay. and pictures surfaced of Blake Lively in that movie, mm-hmm. and the fans went absolutely no. not. Yeah. Canceled. Love it. I think we forget where the art comes from, mm-hmm. and we don't involve those people enough. That's why, I like, agree. playwrights, they have heavy involvement yeah. in everything. Yeah. It's their work. Yeah. 
screenwriters not so much. And, you know, it really just is up to those people sitting in the office. Yeah. So do you think the fans sort of fill in that gap for them? I think now. Yeah, that's good. Because, listen, if they're spending millions and millions of dollars on something. They're like, get it right. They better get it right. My favorite. no one's going to watch it, Madam Webb. (laughs) I mean, Dakota Johnson hasn't even watched it. Oh, I know. (laughs) And then I read the other day that she was like, yeah, I'd do a sequel. (laughs) I love that shit. But good for her. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Break it in. This is what I'm saying when people stop doing horror movies Mm -hmm. because, you know, they might do one horror movie and then they want to be a serious actor, right? Uh You should just do all the roles that you can get. Get your work. Just get get it. the work. Like, what's his name? Doing all those scary movies. Oh, uh, Patrick, what's his name? Yes. That did all the Conjuring movies? Yes. Yeah, and now he's a certified scream queen. Girl, love that. get into it. Love it. Hey, I... But he did Phantom. Mm -hmm. He was in Fargo. Like, he's doing some... I mean, I don't know if Phantom's a serious role. (laughs) But he He is doing some... He ate that, though. He was so good at Raul. I I just think you should just do whatever comes across your table. That you want to do. Right. That you want to do. Well, I mean, and we know, too, that, like, if you're a good enough performer, a good enough actor, you're going to eat it up, whatever you do. So there's a confidence thing to that as well. And some people, I think, overplay their cards a little bit. Interesting, Where they think, I'm too talented for this now. Or this Mm. role isn't good enough for me. And they don't know how to just turn anything good. You know who doesn't do that? Mm. Nicole Kidman. Oh, bitch. She's like, is it weird? Is it something I've never done before? Great. And then she eats it. Let's just try it. I, yeah. I, this is so <laughs> stupid. I just got full body chills thinking about Nicole Kidman. Okay. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she's pretty great. She's so good. And she does so many weird things. But talk about being like emotionally, emotionally vulnerable. I think she's just crazy. Yes. Yeah. But knows how to like, like yes. hone it yeah. and direct it yes. so specifically. Right. She's great. I know we didn't talk about Beyonce's new music here, but we talked about it while doing some makeup. Yeah. And I was thinking, this goes back to Nicole Kidman, Mm -hmm. whose husband is a country singer. Yeah, yeah. And is from Australia. Yeah. So, girl, like, anybody can sing country music. Everybody get a grip. Also, um, country music, I'm pretty sure, was created by black people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know, people just try to gatekeep the weirdest stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Let everyone have a little piece of it. It's this it's this zero sum mentality. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Which someone I didn't go to it, but it's a really someone spoke on it this week at the school and um The New School for Design. The new school for design. No, the school where I work. <laughs> I'm not gonna name it for some reason. Anyway. The school of hotness. The school of dicks and chicks. <laughs> um, oh that, oh. that just reminded me of something that I wanted to talk about. But um <laughs> the place I work had a really good speaker. Um, and it was basically this idea that it's like a myth where um, if I it, it, there's only so much pie to go around. Right. If I give up some of my rights or give up some of my privileges for these people, then I don't have them anymore. And it's just like, no, there's way to floats all boats. There's ways to float all boats, so to speak. I mean, that's what conservatives think if they give you know gay people the right to marry. Yeah, they're literally gonna <laughs> disintegrate like the blip in Endgame. We're not talking about this more. How much gay? you know, anti-gay legislation is out there right now. It's bad, girl. And getting past... So much. All over the country. Yeah, considering how many places outside of the U.S. is legalizing it and making it okay and making like... Like, have to, aren't we past this? Well... Aren't we past this? It... it right. 
Right. Like, come on. But also what's funny about that, it's like, oh, fuck, I just forgot. I keep having blanks today. That's okay. That's okay. It's terrible. Um, um, so much legislation against these, against us, against gay people. And the world is not doing that. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I mean, for decades now, we've been looking at other countries in the world and saying, like, we are not number one. These people are doing things better than us and it's working. Um, And uh, Americans really just don't want to hear it anymore. We should hear it more often. So this, this, like, comparing it to everyone else in the world, it's like, it's true. (sighs) But, I mean, like, you can't tell that to people here for some reason. We uh, watched a new movie musical the other night on HBO, I believe. Oh, was it Dicks? Dicks the musical. Oh, I wanted to watch that with you all, and you watched it without me. Girl, girl, what was it? Girl. Okay, first off, I am reminded of Mama Tina Fey, who said to Bowen Yang this week on his <laughs> podcast, "Girl, you're in movies now. You can't be saying the kind of stuff that you think you can be saying." But listen, <laughs> but we don't have agents yet, so go no, off. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> yes, I did laugh a couple times. Okay, and? Yes, I did laugh really big one time. Okay. It's bad. It's bad. It was bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Like, it would have been different on stage, because I know it's a stage musical. Oh, is it? And the two guys play, I think, all the parts. Oh. Megan Mullally and Nathan Lane are brilliant. Again, give them any single role, and right. they do take a lot of weird ones. Right. And they're just like, yeah, turn it out. It just, <laughs> it just, it just, just didn't just hit the mark for me. <laughs> it, <laughs> it seemed like a tall order to begin with. I mean, honestly, it seemed like it was going to serve me directly, given the cast and the content and well, the name like, and all of that. But I was yeah. like, it might be a tough sell for other it's people. It's a tough sell. Yeah. It's tough. Megan the Stallion is funny. Yeah. Honestly, her part should have been cut. Oh no! And like, make it an hour, not an hour and a half. Oh no! Like that short. short. Wow, yeah. a short film. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like that weird, quirky, really out there stuff is getting I made, wanted. though. I, yeah, eight twenty four. Love that. Love um, that. they really tried. Yeah. And you know what? There are some moments. Okay. But not, not not enough. Listen, for a while there, the only musicals we were getting in film were Pitch Perfect. So let's count that our blessings. That is true. And now sing one, two, three, four, and five. Yeah, all of them. And the Trolls movies, there's at least 18 of those. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I've lost count. And now JLo's. <gasps> Waiting for tonight. Oh, when you will be here in my arms. Waiting for tonight. Oh, I dreamed of this love for so long, waiting for tonight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, well, I really think, especially now in the blizzard, yes, the blizzard time, yes, be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself Give this week. Give yourself some time to really think about, you know, Stuff. the mistakes that you've done <laughs> <laughs> and how it's Listen. okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Okay. And listen, you don't have to count them. I've counted. You don't have to count them. <laughs> you don't have to review, the, review Re- them at the end of the day. Reveal Just a list of all of my mistakes. You know, be conscious of your decisions. And Remember. make sure they align with your values. 
But you don't have to count your sins at the end of the day, girl. Yeah, remember, you're just looking after yourself. Yeah. And you can only do the best that you, that you can do. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not great. (laughs) But as long as you see it and you fix it next time, we'll love you. Yeah. And listen, we'll love you anyway. Yeah. Because it's got to be like that sometimes. It's got to be like that. All right. You got you got real sentimental there. I always do. And you said I have to tell them a message. You're like, is this my camera? I really do every time. That's every so funny. time. Got you